Welcome back to the Illinois Agronomy Update. I'm your host, Troy Kazire, here with Hertz Farm Management in uh, Geneseo, Illinois. And today we have Scott Ahrens with us. Uh, Scott is a farm manager and office manager in Hertz's uh, Norfolk, Nebraska office. Uh, Scott, thanks for, thanks for joining today. Thanks, Troy, for having me. I really, really appreciate the time and, and, uh, and the information that you're going to give us here. Um, before we before we get started with that, why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us a little bit about your role uh, there at the, uh, at the at the Norfolk location, and and tell us a little bit about the geography that that you're going to kind of cover for us today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, um, as far as with uh, Hertz Farm Management, um, I've been in the Norfolk office for a couple years, and uh, pretty much cover the northeast, north central part of Nebraska and south east south central part of um south dakota uh we do a lot of managing for absentee landowners um we do as much as they want as far as um grain marketing to um farm visits to uh customized plants for their farm uh, to as little as you know just um giving them reports and financials on their farms so um we also do a lot of real estate um, in this in the location here in Norfolk. Um, so that's pretty much my geography and, and kind of what we do here. Um, we really try to, um, you know, reach out to our clients and and uh, get their personal goals and investment objectives and, and really make sure that we um, communicate with our clients and uh, meet those goals and objectives. So, all right, very good. Thank you for that. And again, thanks for for uh, taking the time uh, today and to to visit with us. And we want to kind of get a harvest update uh, for your region, kind of see where things are at and what issues they might be dealing with. But before we do that, why don't you give us kind of a recap of your growing season there? Kind of talk about some of the conditions that you've had and and uh, how how things have shaped up over the over the growing season. Yeah, we had. Um actually pretty good growing conditions this spring you know it was warm and had some moisture early but it was fairly dry so the seed bed for um, planting was actually uh, fairly good once that the crops have been planted you know we had quite a bit of rain there um, in March April and May and really got off to a good start um, and then throughout the summer especially in Northeast and Knox and Cedar County, um, it really dried up. I mean, we had a lot of scattered shower, showers in the area and one region could get two inches and five miles down the road could get, you know, 1500. So um, th that was very uh, variable around here. And uh, um, you can see that in, you know, just in the crops in general. Um, as far as throughout uh the summer, we really didn't see a whole lot of disease in in corn or soybeans, um, you know, as far as that goes. So, um, uh, as, as far as the disease in soybeans, we're seeing a lot of um, uh, white mold in the lower areas where it was, you know, uh, warm and moist. And, and, um, and as far as soybeans are concerned we've seen a lot of gull midge um, creep into this area um, which is kind of unusual 
we have seen it a little bit over the last couple of years, but um, overall we haven't seen much of it. And this year we've been seeing it almost in all soybean fields. Um, so, but overall the, the growing season was good. Um, harvest wise, um, we're off to a really good start this year. So, Excellent. And that's, uh, I did, I'd, I'd like to revisit here after a bit, we'll, uh, go into a little bit more detail with the soybean gull midge. Uh, you're the first person I've talked to so far this year that's actually, um, you know, experienced it firsthand. So uh, mm -hmm. I'd like to talk, talk more about that when we get to soybeans. But let's, uh, let's start with corn right now. So uh, obviously, you know, combines are rolling in the fields and, and uh, I'm sure you're starting to hear some, some yield reports and, and hear about, about, you know, what, what issues farmers are facing. So what, uh, what, what are you hearing as far as yields and moistures at, uh, in your area? You know, the yields have been fairly um, good around this north in northeast Nebraska. As you far go farther up into like into the Knox and Cedar County areas, um, they got a lot less moisture, and we're seeing um, decrease in, in uh, yields. And also in South Dakota, um, you know, around this area, we have a lot of irrigated corn. Um, the moisture. You know, we're still testing up in that 20, 21, 22% uh, percent moisture, dry land. You know, we're getting down into that 16, 17%. So that is um, starting to go um, pretty heavy around this area. Um, as far as yields go um, for corn, um, irrigated corn, we're seeing very good yields yet this year. Um, you know, that 210, 220, 225, 230. Um, dry land, um, depending on the area again, you know, we've seen some from 120 um, up to, you know, 200 bushels an acre in dry land. Um, soybeans, uh, we had some uh, a dry August in the area. Um, hybrids really helped out with drought um, and we're seeing variable yields there also. But for the most part, um, dry land soybeans are bushling around that 40 to 60 bushels. Um, depending on the rain and uh the irrigated we're seeing a lot of 70 plus bushel beans in in this area up in south dakota you know we've had some um tenants that you know were in the 25s 30s um pretty low yields but also they were very dry throughout the summer so um very pleased i would say with a lot of the yields a lot of tenants are are pleasantly surprised by um, the, the, the yields that they have been getting, um, especially in dry land, um, you know, their thought process was, you know, we're going to get around that 4550 and it ends up being around that 60 bushel mark. So um, pleasantly surprised um, by a lot of people in this area. So do you have a uh, do you have kind of an estimate of what what percentage of the corn and bean acres got sprayed with fungicide in your area this year? You know, because of commodity prices that, um, this year, we've seen a lot of, of uh, fungicide being applied. I would say, you know, with my clients, I would say about 70% of them um, had uh, sprayed fungicide, um, which, you know, I've talked to them uh, throughout the year. And it seems like for some, there was a yield bump. The stock um, quality was better. Um, it's taken a little bit more time to uh, get moisture out of the coin to dry it down. Um, and then I've talked to some that have uh, 
uh, sprayed some fungicide on some corn and uh, they haven't seen much difference at all. So, um, but for the most part, because of, you know, where commodity prices have been, um, people weren't scared to spend a little extra to get that yield bump or stock quality. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear the differences in the in the different regions. I, you know, fungicide is is uh, is paying incredibly well this year in in Illinois and in kind of the surrounding areas. Um, what so as as guys are are in the fields now taking this corn out, um, how's the stock quality standability? You know, how how's it holding up? Uh, in the, in the you know in yeah in the region here. Um, being in the fields and, and talking to tenants, we really haven't had a big issue with stock quality. Um, it's holding up well. I would say stock rot, you're seeing a little bit of it, but uh, for the most part, you know, it's just more of the stock in general is, is deteriorated um, and has forced some guys to get out there a little earlier. But for the most part, we just, you know, I've talked to a lot of guys throughout this last week and uh they really haven't seen much um stock issues or stock problems with stock health so um which has been good this year and and that might have a lot to do with you know just the tip or the type of uh climate that we had and and just um you know where we're at so good good what about uh i know uh when you when you start to head out west from here you get into that western iowa and in nebraska uh goss's wilt tends to be an issue uh do you see much of that showing up this year i we haven't really um like i said we just sure. haven't seen a whole lot of disease issues this year um so we have not good any any insect issues rootworm mirworm anything like that what? um just yeah it just depends we a lot of a lot of farmers around here, corn is king. They do a lot of um, corn on corn. So we have, you know, insect and disease issues with that, with rotation. That seems to help um, with any of those problems. But uh, for the most part, it's been just pretty typical um, uh, insect issues, um, more so with corn on corn. Sure. Well, let's kind of segue into soybeans. What uh, I know you gave some yields there. What kind of what kind of issues are you seeing uh, from a disease standpoint? You mentioned white mold, um, sudden death, brown stem rot. Any of those been uh, been been causing a problem? Um, we've seen some uh, sudden death syndrome, um, brown stem rot. You know, it's it's a kind of a difficult thing um, to tell the difference as far as just looking at them. But you know, you break out that stem and and see the difference we're seeing some of that um not as much as we have in the past um you know white mold again we've had uh a lot of issues with that in the past but i don't know just the the summer conditions um has prevented a lot of that from happening um we're seeing it in the low areas um you know and in, in highly populated um bean fields you can see yeah, a little bit more with the taller um, bean, genetic beans um, that are not getting that uh, airflow through them. But um, for the most part, you know, we've been pretty lucky with with the quality of, of the beans. Um, Gold midge, like I said, has been, you're starting to see that pretty much everywhere. And, um, you know, it's something that it's we are our eyes are open to it and uh we're l looking into um different ways to uh 
go about uh, one of the things that you know insecticide doesn't seem like it's going it's it's helping a whole lot um you know it carries over until the next season if you're planting uh rotation seems to help a little bit but depending on what your neighbor is planting if it's a you know if they're planting soybeans and and you planted corn and then the next year you know the neighbors have soybeans it just seems like it just carries over into it, it they stay in in the brome grass and the ditches um and you're just seeing that take over the you know the first you know 25 to 30 foot of of soybeans in that field and uh the, the larvae it's pretty easy to spot you know you can get in there and and you know late june and you pull a plant and you, you that lower stem you can break it open you'll just see the little orange um, worms in there maggots in there um and it's pretty easy to detect um the further you get into the field the less you'll see it and then you get to you know 30 past 30 40 50 feet and you're not seeing much at all but it is it is pretty devastating to yields um when it does come in um what we're trying to do now is is like i said ro uh, rotate um into corn and possibly corn corn beans um one of the key management would be to you know road ditches um maintain them uh shred the road ditches and try to keep them maintained as much as you can uh, we've even had um at field days at unl you know they talked about um you know going into uh, a field with cultivator and creating that uh, some dirt and ridge around that the lower section of the plant where it gets infected um and that seems you know as far as the, the uh, people able to do that and and making it making sense to do that um at this time doesn't seem like that's the the cure for this but um but overall you know as far as plant health um soybeans have looked pretty good in this area all right very good and we'll uh we'll hope Hopefully we're able to keep that, that gall midge issue sort of isolated and under control. It, it's uh, definitely, a, um, definitely been, a, been a hot topic uh, out in your part of the world here for the last couple of years. And, and going to be interesting to see how that, you know, how it spreads and, and uh, how it evolves over the, over the next few years. So we'll... Uh, right. There's, there's just been a lot of talk about it. Um, a lot of different methods to um keep it under control i've even had um we work with cba central valley egg elevators a lot and they talked about bug juice even um spraying the first 50 rows with that and uh they some people seen say that they've seen some uh, differences with that so i mean there's just all different kinds of of uh, theories what could help but nothing um you know that is solid at this point right now interesting well, let's talk a little bit about uh, alfalfa. I know you said you have a fair amount of forage uh, alfalfa out there. What uh, what are you guys seeing for uh, for yields on alfalfa, and and uh, what what kinds of issues are, are guys dealing with there? You know, it, again, we um, deal with a lot of area here. So, depending on you know if we got some good moisture, we're having some tremendous yields for alfalfa you know we're getting up to the five six ton an acre um you know depending on after cutting 
and uh, the moisture that we get right after, you know, for the regrowth. Um, we've had some that has struggled, you know, we're down into that one to two ton per acre. Um, we've had a lot of issues with armyworm late this year. Um, that seems to be taking over and, and, and wiping out fields. So a lot of farmers are, are spraying for that at this point in time um, to control that. And that, that has really um, affected some of the yields. But for the most part, um, has it had been a pretty good year for alfalfa. Um, prices for alfalfa. The further northeast you go in Nebraska, it seems to get a little bit better. You know, that 150, 160 um, dollars per ton. You know, if you get down to the central part of uh, Nebraska, you're talking 140 to 150 uh, a ton. Um, but out west, you know, we're seeing a lot of drought. Um, we've had people offer two, $250 a ton um out in wyoming but again logistics is a big factor in that and and uh so uh quite a bit of uh variability with the with prices with alfalfa so but overall been a good year for it okay very good uh anything else on your mind scott anything else that we haven't really covered that you uh that you want to make sure we uh we we don't leave out no i think uh this year with with uh, our conditions and um, not too many issues with disease uh, commodity prices being the way they are and land prices improving um, it's been a good year for us and uh, yeah we look forward to uh, continuing to work for our clients and and uh, giving them updates so excellent well very good well again thank you for taking the time to join us Scott we really appreciate it uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll reach back out to you maybe when we get back into planting season and, and see how things are going and, and keep us updated with your region. That sounds good, Troy. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Scott. And thanks to everyone for listening. And we will see you next time on the next episode of the Illinois Agronomy Update. Thank you.